Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Lance Psycho, have you ever wanted to see your face bigger than your face? Have you ever said, like, my face, my head is huge enough, but... Metaphorically, I, physically. I would like to see it two times bigger. I, I haven't said that today, but maybe before. <laughs> so, if anyone ever wants to do that to yourself, uh, you buy a 75-inch Dell touchscreen. Wow. Your face can be double the size. Double the size. It's huge. You can blow up drawings on there. You can. It's basically like a presentation touchscreen slide for your firm. Uh, I've had it on multiple occasions. Know what it also works actually well in? Zoom. So, it's like city council meetings now. So good. I'll have all the city council up there on the screen, and then I'll have my computer for Revit or whatever else I have want, you know, want. So if you didn't know, Dell offers that. Touch screens, TV screens, huge, 65, 55, 75. I think they have an even bigger one, which would be crazy. 84-inch. Yeah, because the 75 is huge. Yep. Go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm, where you get a special discount by entering your email address. More discount than you get anywhere else. Shows that you're inside the firm listener, so... Buy something new. If you're going to buy something anyways, please go through that link. It helps support us, and we help support you. Al, have you ever been wanted to not see your face huge? Two times. But, but maybe you have, actually, and then you want to hang that TV, and you're like, oh, I need, I need a bracket, but I need to specify whatever bracket I need. Because we need to do 100 of them. 100 of around them. Around a stadium so I can Giant see my stadium. face as I run around the How, stadium. Where are you going to get that kind of content? Uh... Elon Musk. Arquette.com. Oh, I was close. That's the place to go. I was so close. If you are looking for any kind of building information content or to produce a spec, maybe you've never even made a spec before and you have no clue how to write a spec. I don't have a clue how to write a spec. Yep. But I can go to Spec Wizard on the Arcat website, take care of it, walk me through the process, makes all kinds of sense. So if you're looking for any of that kind of stuff, Go to arcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com and start building better content today. Lance Psycho, have yep. you ever wanted to model <laughs> have you ever wanted to model your face in Revit? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Well, don't. <laughs> That's a terrible, that terrible idea. Do not do you that. You know what it would make me do if I was trying to rev- uh, model my face in, in Revit? What? I would probably then write some academic letter. To, to Autodesk, all angry about it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Rewind a couple podcasts. You'll see where that joke's coming from. So first off, don't do that because there's better things to model in Revit, like homes, buildings, uh, furniture, all sorts Space of cool ships. things. Spaceships. I've actually done it. Exactly. Do it. exactly. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> go to RevitRocketShip.com where yours truly teaches you Revit. Thousands of students have taken it. Probably close to a 1,000 professionals have taken it. Um, it takes you step-by-step step, model like it gets, uh, constructed so that once your building actually does get constructed, you know, the process because it's familiar to you, you get a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then it shows you how to start your own project. You get our template that we've developed and honed over the years, bunch of cool features. Like let's say you model the structure too, because you're that awesome. 
You can go to a 3D view, foundation view, and you see just the concrete structure, or you see the floor box. You see all that kind of stuff, helps people visualize it better, helps you look cooler, more awesome. It's not that expensive. Skill yourself up, RevitRocketShip.com. Bam. Now we have some fan mail. I want to read Uh-oh. some fan mail. Uh, I got a private message the other day on the Facebook. Yep. Uh, this ma- fan mail is from Colin Laurie, and he says, Yo, just wanted to say thanks for the thumbtack advice from the Entree thread, Entree Architect. Uh, I turned on the targeting and added, added Calendly. I've got about 8 to 10 leads, including a 20-townhome project in the last three weeks and almost 100% response rate by just sending the Calendly link with a short note. Awesome. That is direct advice from yours truly, Lance Thumbtack Psycho. Revit Face Psycho. Revity Face Psycho. Make it happen. I'm telling you, it works. I think there was another thread that so, came. So explain. So you get Thumbtack. So get Thumbtack. You have to th- turn on targeting, right? So if you go to your Thumbtack account and you go to your profile, what you got to do is you have to turn on um, targeting. So for me, what it's turning on is I, t- I turned on the, the targeting for um, architecture projects, right? And then you can set a budget. I'm not going to tell you what our budget is, but then it actually is one million dollars. You see how you wish we'd be we'd be if we had that kind of advertising budget. That that then that instantly that makes it so that you're actively both the people that are actively looking for you and you are act makes you more active in looking for them, right? Then the the second key that I have recommended over and over again is <clears throat> go to Calendly, C A L E N D L Y dot com. Check out this app. This app is my favorite app for this whole year. I use it, gosh, I use it almost, I bet I use it every day at least, at least twice now. And, I, and not even just with Thumbtack, but with, I'll get phone calls, uh, obviously, because we're on Google Business and all the other stuff and, and word of mouth and stuff. So I'll get phone calls from people. I'll, I'm driving a lot. Al drives a lot. If you're a business owner and, and somebody doing sales, I guarantee you're driving like maybe half of the time in your business is what you're just driving or get going out and meeting people and, and all that. I get calls. I don't have time to look at my calendar, but I do have time at a stoplight after I get off the phone with that person to say, hey, when I get, so I, I, I love what I hear. Um, I'm interested in your project. I would like to offer uh, to come out and take a look at your property after that, put together a proposal. Is this your cell phone? Yes, sir. This is my cell phone. Oh, okay, great. I'm just going to text you the, my link to my calendar, find a time that works for you, and it'll automatically schedule us. It automatically works with uh, Zoom. By the way, these are not sponsors. I would love it if Thumbtack and Calendly became sponsors because we, we, uh, we're so positive about them. But uh, those two apps put together, I'm telling you, for sales is, is, is the way to go to start just making your life a lot more automated. And other people, people want easy, right? They, they want the easy button. They don't want all these roadblocks, especially with an architect, especially with any building project. Like, make their life easy. If you can be the easy button for them, then, then once you're the sticker shock button for them, it's not as bad. And they'll hire you and you'll get the business and you'll keep rocking. And you'll do what we did. Increase sales like, I don't know, we're like number one in some category of Biz West this year. Yep. I have a question for you, Lance. Let's say you're going after a client. Oh, God. Let's say it's a bar or a restaurant or any kind of uh, business that you can go purchase something, hang out at. Could be a library. Could be a, um, 
Top golf. What what would you do to make sure you land that? Tell you what. What I would do is let let's say you let's say it's a brewery. Let's say go. let's say you go, you go to this restaurant, you meet the owner, you meet his wife, you meet his dad even, and you love the project and you love what 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 they want to do. Uh, what I have done recently is this is that exactly happened to us, and what I did is I really liked. I really like their atmosphere and their food smelled delicious. And I haven't had been able to take my, my wife on a maskless date in centuries. And so we went out to this restaurant. I'm not going to say where it is, but I went back there as a patron and the owner was surprised to see me. And I said, Hey man, I just, if if we're going to work together, I figured I should come try the food and especially the beer. And it put us over the top. And he basically, my wife was there with me, and he basically says, "Oh yeah, my wife. My wife says you're you're the architect for us." And he's like, "This just kind of puts the cherry on the top of it. Yep, things. seals so, the deal. Yep, seals the deal. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Jerry or whatever the other architect's name on Monday. Yep, and tell him we're going with you. And uh, so, and I go, yeah, no problem. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, you know, you'll see a proposal in, in in your inbox in the morning on Monday, and boom, we got the verbal." on the project uh, i believe yesterday i texted you and said yep. said we got that so for us it's a huge project but I, the lesson is if you have the opportunity to go be a patron in between the initial meeting and delivering their proposal it that cannot hurt that yep. cannot hurt at all just yep. one more little look i care about i'm i'm totally into what you guys are doing yeah, like I support what you guys are doing because one other and one one of the other reasons why I did that it wasn't just a date night, it was they told me specifically one of the things I was listening when I'm using my listening skills during that meeting was they were really off put by the other architects who just they did they didn't even care to meet with them or anything like that they were just like here's a number like literally over the mm. internet and I've done that too when, I have too when 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 I feel it's right. But for this kind of project, I mean, this is one of those projects, I think, and the, the, the way they wanted, they, the way they're describing what they want, it is, they want it to be an icon of the town. And I'm like, oh man, those are kind of like once in a lifetime. Yep. Once in a generation. Like you, you really, you know, you don't, don't lower your fees and get crazy like that, but know that what are the other things you can do to step up your sales game and, and look like you are Look, I know you guys are going to invest money in me, so I'm going to how do how can I invest myself and interest into your business? Yep. And and the reason why it will probably be hard to do this, but I expanded and said other businesses is because let's say you're going after a library and five architects are going after it and you meet that week. Well, that Saturday, take your wife and kids, take your husband and your kids, take yourself, go walk around. And and honestly, you might bump into the the manager, which would be great. Worst case scenario, you're going to get a better feel yeah. for what it is. So then maybe you're having a conversation later and they say, yeah, we don't really like this about the library. But like, yeah, I was there Saturday. I know exactly what you mean. You know, so just try to think outside the box with that. Yeah. I got a question for you, Al. Ooh, okay. Let's say you were, you found out that you were outbid by another firm by up to 50% or more. Right? Okay. So they cut their fees in half compared to yours Yeah. and they beat you. And let's say, let's say the other firm even admits like, ah, this is just a, it's like a passion for us. It's like a hobby. Oh, it's like, ah, we're not trying to like build a firm and keep people employed and, 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 and help, help facilitate their careers. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Okay. Honestly, didn't, uh, 
didn't really look into this question. Uh, I I first know for a fact that our fees are not on the high end. So I know that it's not because there's some people where our fees are probably half of their fees. Yeah. Um, but that's because if you listen to our podcast before, we're running an efficient machine to produce valuable work. That doesn't mean that other firms aren't. I'm not trying to say anything about that. I'm just trying to say how how we do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're half our fees, <laughs> then I would say, I would say, good luck, good luck. Oh, hope it works out because sometimes what happens and we get these clients back later is if they're moonlighting projects, like okay, they don't respond, you know, blah blah. blah. I don't want to talk. I wouldn't talk too much smack about it. I would just, I would honestly say, hey, good luck. If you find it doesn't work out, um, sometimes on low fees, they're, they're really un, unresponsive because they're trying to do other things. Know that we're we're here for you. And just leave it like that, you know? Because, because back in the day, we we had someone, another architect, tell a developer who's one of our good friends, like, don't go with those guys, you'll regret it. And I just remember just lit a fire. And uh, you know who I'm talking yes. about. And it went great. The guy still likes us and everything's yeah. awesome. So, um so you wouldn't go post in a some kind of forum, Entree Architect forum? Did and, you and just complain on Facebook and just complain? You know, you no. But I also do don't. That? I don't model my own face in Revit. So, <laughs> <laughs> like what you do in your spare time. <laughs> well, okay. Let's get, no. Here's the point. Here's the point. Okay. You, there's one point that you made that 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 literally was what I was ho- I was hoping you would make, and that was. Um, it lit a fire under, right? Yeah. Hearing that from somebody else lit a fire, right? So where I'm going with this is, is like, okay, let's say you get undercut like that, right? And somebody decides to go with that other that other firm that is just literally doing it for, for a hobby, right? Did you even want that client in the first place? Is that really an ideal client for you anyway? Did you just avoid a giant fight, just a giant, just, just a pit, a pit of misery? Um... And then here's the other thing. Maybe you are charging too much. So maybe you need to streamline your business. Maybe you need to go to RevitRocketShip.com no, and you need and you need to get, <laughs> you need to honestly get your crap together and make it so you are an efficient modeling, modeling and design um, entity. So that maybe you need to streamline your proposal. Maybe you need to maybe whatever you got to do to reduce your overhead so that you can be more competitive, because. I don't like this idea that uh, we have to charge. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are charging too much because they aren't being, they aren't efficient, they aren't lean, they aren't mean, they aren't, they aren't quick. They don't, they're not, they're literally not even timing their time. How many, how many oh. people do you know that still don't even time their time? And uh, like, how many times have you evaluated, w- took it, finished a project? I just, I actually just did this with our firm. I, uh, we, there was a uh, house we did, uh, we just finished last year, and then we had another client come in recently, potential client, and they they were presenting such a similar house in a, in a way we would work on their house that I went back and I asked one of our staff members, I go, this is so similar to what we just did. Tell me how many, tell me how many, t- export your time for me and tell me how many hours you spent on this project, and then I'll know how to bid it out and see if we, see if that gamble I took a couple years ago, yeah. if it paid off. Sure enough, we literally, we hit exactly the billable rate we were looking for and our profit is already built into our billable rate. 
So then I go like, oh, plus inflation, boom. This is as competitive as as a bid that I can get. So in other words, do you even have metrics set up and, and benchmarks that you can look at this? Yep. Good question. Good question. I really like that. Um, also, I just want to talk about those type of clients because I feel like you shouldn't feel bad about it because it could be one of these four types. One type is, uh, let's just call them all developers, right? It might be a person, but let's just say developers just to pick on them. Um, they might be one that's will only basically get someone when they're like in a down spot. So let's say there's 30 firms in Colorado that can do this type. One of those firms is going to be hungry and they only choose on the hungry one and they get them to do a low bid and then they kind of, they know what they're doing so that then they browbeat them in when like they, they aren't delivering or the firm finally goes like, Hey, this is a lot more work. Yeah, but you promised this. So there's that, right? Then there's the developer that literally wants as little done. They just want the outline they'll get the structurals and they want you to get through the city and they'll actually build it and, and just be like, I know how to build this. I know what's up. I just got to get this thing through the city. Right. But then you can kind of tailor your contract to that. If you know that that's who they are, you know, um, then there's the developer that knows, knows how much it is. And, and I, I guess it's kind of like the first developer just kind of wants to you know, beat into you or, um, Oh, I guess there's a developer that doesn't know Mm -hmm. that doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And, and, and here actually, here's the, here's the dangerous one. They don't know. So they have you draw it for a price. That's kind of like a scant set, but they want to, they need to ask a million questions. They need a million helps. Then it's like double what would have been your price, which was double. So it's like four times the work. So just be like, Here's my example. I, <clears throat> I, I made this mistake. Someone was hammering me down on price and they said, you know, I said X amount and they said like, Oh, can you do this? And I was like, no, the, can you do this? And it, I finally gave a little bit of a discount. And then afterwards, after we agreed to that, they said, Oh, great. And by the way, this is our first time developing. So we'll, we'll need a lot of handholding. I was like, son of a Come on. Come on. I would have charged like five grand more. Yep. Easily. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, you going to ask me this one? Uh, describe Lance. <laughs> <laughs> would you please describe your ideal lead generation platform for architects if you could make one? So oh. our good friend Mark LePage asked this amazing question in the Entree Architect community. And since Alex is not on social media anymore. Because I'm free. Because I am free, people. He's not under Chinese control, deep state, whatever you want to call it. Everyone, yeah. I'm joking. Kind of. So so Mark asked this question, and I thought it was so good. He probably asked it in a different way or whatever, but it it generated this awesome um, thread in, in, um, in the Entree Architect community. So I wanted to ask, I wanted to, I I wanted to tell you guys, here's what I would do, right? I actually think the interface of Thumbtack is really good. Um, I, I think it's, I th- but there's some just a couple tweaks that I would make to it if I was to make Lance Tack, right, or whatever Ooh. it's called, right? Yeah. So Terrible I, I, name, I think there's a niche, and I think some architect who has the ambition or the time on their hand, time on their hands, should should do this. 
they should make their own platform, right? And it could be a premium platform for premium clients. So you are looking at, yeah. So you're looking at, look, you, you, you're, you're a premium architect. It doesn't mean you're the most expensive. It means you are, you are not cheap though, right? So I'm talking you're medium to high. Are you like target and above? You're target and above. That's a perfect way to put it. But okay. definitely Walmart is not, a, you're not, a, you're not Walmart. No Walmart's allowed. Okay. No dollar storage is allowed. No, gotcha. no, none of that allowed. Right. Yep. So you're, so you're target and above and there's a couple of couple tweaks before anybody who, before anybody can contact you, um, about, let's say they're going to build a brand new building or a brand new house. They have to check a box. So part of it is the honor system, but like the box has to be, if it's going to be for new construction, any kind of new construction. Oh, do you have your lease signed? Do you have the land purchased? Great. That will just help weed out people who like they're contacting architects on Thumbtack and these other places. They don't even have the land purchased yet. They mm. don't even have the lease signed yet. So instead of you having to waste your time and your lead generating money on literally asking them, because that's one of the questions I get all the time, is we having to lend, okay, now I'm going to spend 50 bucks and then I'm literally going to ask them and then they go, oh, no, not yet. We're in that pro. Okay, great. Well, get back to me when you have a piece of land or, or, or a lease signed or something. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. Yep. The second, the second one would be they have to leave their phone number and their email and they have though both of those things have to be verified. So let's say they, uh, the lead, what would happen is you would, they would fill out all their information. They would leave their phone number. They would leave their email and a text message would get sent to their phone, hopefully their cell phone. Yep. And then it would literally be like these campaign ones or whatever you get, you know, from people where it's like, it doesn't matter what it is, where it's like, uh, type Y for yes or no for no and then s you know type stop and then they'll stop sending you the emails so they would have to communicate back with the server yep oh there's the, and then and th so they would send out their request the text messages would get out but their request doesn't get to me the architect until they verify their phone number after the text message is sent to them and they click on a link in their email yep then those then i get that con that information right away I get that information right away. That way I'm not just trying to once again communicate through this platform and that's my only means to contact them. Because what if I'm just trying to get, I just want to have a phone call. Like how, why is this so hard, right? That'd be the second thing I do. Okay. okay. Like it, like it. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I think those are pretty good, right? Um, and then, then the third one is there should be a private coding. So like you should be able to put in your price range, right? So like, you you could automatically get sorted already through oh no this wasn't the third one the third one was you understand if you're a potential client and you're going to contact me you you read through very very bold print and it says by the way this platform allows for mutual re reviews so i can review the client no okay <laughs> okay the, so those are your this is three this is big all, points. This is all the tweaks I would do. This okay. All it freaking takes to okay. make a nearly bulletproof pl platform. Let's 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 Play circle this. Advocate? Nope. Okay. Nope. Let's complete this circle. Yep. Complete this circle. So there are suggestions from the architecture side, right? Now, do you have suggestions of what would make it appealing to the customer side? Like what is what you know, like they're going to jump through these extra hoops or whatever, like what makes it 
better than that's where I, that's where I would add the fourth one that I that I stopped myself from really elaborating on is like they want to know how much stuff is going to cost. So I think it's the onus then gets put back on the designer, the architect, whatever. And they're upfront about some, so it's kind of like medical billing, right? One of the things that bugs bugs the hell out of you and me too is like, oh, I don't know what this is going to cost me if I got to have a surgery. It would be nice if I could, if I let's say it's an elective surgery, front on a knee. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be nice if I could go to Longmont United Health, if I could go to Centura, if I could go to whatever hospitals up in Fort Collins, and I could see prices. Mm. Then I could decide, and then there's finally some competition happening. Mm. So there should be some pricing up front that you not you, the only way you can see it is if you you've done the trust thing right so you've as the customer i've verified your email i've verified your phone number mm. then you can see some pricing like somehow there has to be like mutual trust and people giving a little bit to get that trust to happen right the risk i could see with that is like oh what if i'm a what if what if it's like what we did when we very we started like over 10 years ago when we went fee fishing with with craigslist what if somebody else does that? Well, then they do that, I guess. I mean, well, there's always a risk. Here's a risk. It would probably drive down prices, probably. But I'm almost thinking Amazon, where you have the firms and they have their reviews. And that's a key is like you have to have these firms have reviews. And then you have like, let's say it's only for residential architecture because you could get crazy if it wasn't. Oh, here's a house this size. Here's a house this size. Here's a house this size. What did you actually charge? So they could sort by reviews and charge, but everyone knows it gets tricky because like you could just do like builder set plans mm -hmm. for nothing versus like doing all the interior design. But I get where you're going. Yeah. That leads me to my question to you okay. and actually to the whole community because I don't think we're gonna answer this. I heard again today, it was basically for service-based businesses, which we are a service-based business, one of the ways to make more predictable money right? Without having to go through all these hoops of selling is to make a package, make a package, right? We've toyed with it. I don't think we've ever committed to anything. I think we've just had a package like up on our website once like, Hey, we'll do a review of the site for this. Right? Mm -hmm. So not only to you, but everyone that's listening and maybe put this on the entree architect community again, because I think we did it a while ago. Have you created a package that was actually successful? What is that, or what is your ideas for creating a successful package? God, that's well. I I always want it to be like you know what it reminds me of. Here's what here's here's what instantly comes to mind. So Al was late to lunch today because he was doing other stuff, yeah. and he texts me and he goes, "Hey, here's the salad I want." Because I'm salad Al. That's my name actually. So at the restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant. Did you fill out the form and everything? <laughs> yes, this is where I'm going. Yeah. I would want it to be as easy as, and as oh. fun as. So the the restaurant we went to today, it's called Big Daddy's or something like that. Bad Daddy's. Bad Burgers. Daddy's Burger. They're they're freaking awesome. Delicious. They have so they I put a burger on my salad just to make exactly it clear to that, that's how Americana they are. So they have they have what they'll do is you'll get a menu and then you get a you get a highlighter and you can either make your own burger or you can um, highlight the make menu. your own salad and then you highlight the ingredients. It's a fun experience. That's how I'd want it to be. Like, they make their own package. You make your maybe own it's a page. Make your own package. And, and clearly, you have core a core part of it. Like like here's how you could do it. You could say like, um, let, let's say you are let's let, analogous again to a burger. Oh, okay. Let's say there's there's different categories, right? So there's a bun category. There's a burger category. There's a meat category. Topping topping category. category. Yeah, 
So like, and then you're like, and and then at the bu- you're like, um, you must select one from each category. Sure. That way you always have your base, but then they can add on to it. Well, couldn't we make a page? <laughs> I love that how we're just giving this this out. <laughs> couldn't you make a page? And and I would want the header to say is like, hey, we're always open to meet with you, talk to you, all that. Click here to you know call us or click here to schedule a time. Or if you would like to know a quick estimate of what it would cost to do your project, fill out the form below. So, ah, I like that. But how, like, hmm, that's interesting. You make your own package. Make your own package. Make your own package. Just think about it. I All like, right. yeah. People, ch- so my back. email is akg at f9productions.com. You can email me with any thoughts. Lance might post it on Entree Architect Maybe. Community. So just go there, sign up, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I got well, one last question for you, Al. Okay. Uh, let's say you're contacted by a potential client who is stuck in the permitting process and has recently fired their architect. What do you do? Okay. I would ask some questions. Okay, perfect. What kind of, let's pretend. Okay. Can we do some role play a little bit? I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that potential client. Okay. 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 I, I'm. I'm the new. Hey, uh, glad to meet you, Cant's uh, psycho. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I got your name from uh, Maximilis. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to make. Uh, so I've got this project. I've got this project, and I just hit a snag with permitting. Um, we've been in limbo for a while. I've been trying to get it done since 2018. Uh, you know, that's what I. That's that's kind of where I'm at so with things. Do you currently have an architect? No, I don't. I don't. I, I did. I did have an architect. But then you... I fired him. Gotcha. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta say that part. Okay. Uh, what city are you permitting? Denver. In Denver. Who, do you know who, you're, who is your permit official that you're working with? I don't. Okay. Because I, I would ask. I'm not going to say the name. Oh, does this ring a bell? Is it this person? <laughs> it, it is not. Okay. I, I, it guess, was sir, that I don't person, know. I don't know. I just know that my architect forgot to put on one thing and then he wanted to charge me extra money for putting something extra that the city asked him to put on the drawings after we were submitted and he wanted to charge me extra, so I fired him. Okay. Um, it's actually, honestly, it's actually hard to know what the city wants because I've done, permitted in Denver in many cities and not only are they unclear about they want, what they want, they will sometimes change their standards. They will also do it in the middle of your project and then ask you to not comply with the ones that you started with, but the new ones. I've also had them specifically write out what they wanted me to put or yeah, where yeah, they wanted yeah, me know, to put. I know, Al. I know, Al. But okay. let, let me tell you, okay? It's, uh, the city took way too long for me. Absolutely. And, I yeah, agree with it, you. They just, they're just, and you know what I did? I just, I just decided to do, just start doing some stuff. Okay. Just start doing some stuff to my building. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, then they came and they saw what I was doing and they were like, hey, you don't have a permit. Yeah. Uh, you can't do this kind of stuff. So I'm just wondering if you can come help me out. Okay. But I fired my other architect. Gotcha. I understand, I understand the situation. Yeah. I uh, Honestly, I'd tell you that maybe you should make amends with that other architect. Um, I don't think we won't be talk of, to me. He won't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Well, we, we wouldn't be of much service jumping in the middle of it. Um, so I don't think we'd be the right fit. Can I? I'm just gonna break this down. I'm out of character now. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna break. Yeah, I, I would walk away from that one. I would walk away from that if he didn't. Yes, get the answer my is, uh, what do you do? You you run. Yeah. You run in the other direction. I was like, gotcha, gotcha. So, 
honestly, if if they've here's here's the difference. <clears throat> if a potential client calls you and they fired their other architect, I think that it takes you from a green level to an orange level. Then feel them out a little bit further in the conversation, and then you heard in the conversation with me and Al where it went to red. Okay, yep. go back and rewind it if you couldn't if you couldn't tell when it went to red. Avoid even going to meet with the person because I think. But here's where an instance can happen where I think it's okay for you to maybe jump into it. Yeah. If an owner calls you and they're having trouble with with building permitting or or finishing up their project or something, we already helped somebody else out like this earlier in the year. They didn't even hire an architect. They mm. maybe there's a language barrier. Maybe there's just a just an understanding barrier. Yep. And they're having to deal with the red tape and they've never had to do it before. Those people you can help out. But know that you this is half of this is goodwill. Like you're just putting you're getting the good energy into the in, you're putting into the woo woo all of that. That's that's your MO with a project like that. Yep. But yep. the other stuff you cannot run fast enough. Speaking of architects that often get fired from their projects, <laughs> I think we have <laughs> we have COVID all over. We have our best <laughs> friend know. Nick with Nick Reed. But before we get into it, oh dang it! I thought that was a perfect segue. It was a good segue, but but and Al, you can segue back. But like, I just want to give Nick a, a congratulations here. Uh, when we were at lunch, I had saw this tweet come across my my Twitter, and it said breaking. Florida governor lifts COVID restrictions on restaurants and other businesses statewide. He also banned local fines against people who refuse to wear masks. Nick, when do we open up F9 Florida? Nick Renard on the loose in Florida. Watch out for him. He's like an alligator in the night. Here he comes. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. How do I stay on the path? Once you see the path, you must begin to walk down it. This can be the most difficult part of the journey. To break free from the gravitational pull of weakness, habit, and fear. The best way to start is to start. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't analyze or plan or research. Just start now. Once you begin down the path, you will soon realize it is not an easy path. The path is fraught with obstacles and distractions, laziness, ego, weakness, and immediate gratification will all try to pull you off the path every day. You must fight them. You will even have to fight people who don't want you on the path. But you can fight and you can win. Every moment you are alive is made of choices you get to make. Little tiny choices that alone mean nothing, but when combined together, mean everything. You have to make the right choices, the hard choices. You have to deny immediate gratification and push back against weakness. You must impose unmitigated daily discipline in all things. This is how you stay on the path. We must stay on the path if we are to become an eminently qualified human. But what does this eminently qualified human look like? What are the attributes of this person? An eminently qualified human is a person who has achieved mastery 
in every facet of life. This person had re has reached their full potential in every measurable way. This person lives the code. But in order for us to live the code, we need to clearly define its parts so that we can evaluate our progress every day. We need an evaluation system to grade ourselves as we attempt to follow the code. And it should be hard. The bar must be set high. It should be near impossible. But just in striving, we will become better. And we must implement discipline. We must aim to implement unmitigated daily discipline in all things. It is the only way. There are countless aspects of life, each with a varying level of importance. But what are the most important? What aspects of life should be focused on? Where should the pursuit of excellence be concentrated? It's easy to say that everyone's life is different and that it is impossible to qualify categories that are the most important. But that isn't true. There are some things in life which should be universally placed in the forefront of our efforts as human beings. To that end, here are the most critical parts of being an eminently qualified human. How they should be measured. This is how we set a standard. This is the code of evaluation. Jocko. Tune in next week for more. Ready, <coughs> shoot, aim. Ready, shoot, aim. That's how it started out. There you go. Get after it. Stay on the path. Hold what? your standards high. And, and, Ooh, and all the little stuff. If you're doing all the little things correctly along the way, or at least to the best of your ability, right, and you've got a system set up, it's going to add up to something awesome. Cool. There you go. Let's bring at down the crew. Okay. For ARE Jeopardy. Alrighty. Question number one. What is the recommended hardness limit of water from a well to be used for portable services purposes? A, 5. B, 1.1. C, 11. D, 3. What is the recommended hardness limit of water from a well to be used for potable purposes? Everybody's got their answers somehow. Good, just guessing probably. A, B, A, D. What do you got? A. A? Uh, sorry, I can't see that far, Rebecca. Uh, it is the correct answer is B. 1.1. So the lower, the lower the number when it comes to that. Is, is is better, all right? Just remember just remember that. Is it softer yes. Yep. The harder it is, the higher the number. Boom. That's the way to think about it. There you go. Uh, number two, what is the and by the way, that came from one of our projects that we're building right now that has a well. The well test came back, so that's where I'm writing these from, just so you know. Number two, what is the recommended amount of iron parts per million limits of water from a well to be used <laughs> for portable surf purposes? <laughs> <laughs> Al is booing us from the for the popcorn gallery, peanut gallery. Uh, A zero point one, B zero point three, C zero point five, 
D1. What is the recommended iron parts per million limits of water from a well to be used for potable purposes? All right, we've got D, B, A, A. B. Uh, the correct answer is B. 0 0.3. Congratulations, Reba. And who else? Yo. Ross. Ross is in the lead. Exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for that one, just remember, well, that's, it's recommended, I guess. Because you have to have some iron in the water, right? Got to have that iron. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Now we got the owl questions. Number three, what occupancy group classification letter does miscellaneous fall under a u b m c i d f <laughs> do you want the do you need the question again well okay so just 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 the just the answers a u b m c i d f what do we got we got uh a a a a and A. You're all correct. A. Good job. That was a tricky one. Because of the M. Smart. All right. Number four. Uh, is it, by the way, is somebody somebody's leading with three? Awesome. And the next closest is two? Or just one? Oh, a piece of cake. He's got it in the bag. Number four. The abbreviation DWV. What is what does the abbreviation DWV stand for? A, dirt waste and vent. B, DC, watts, voltage. C, Department of Motor Vehicles. D, drain waste and vent. What does the abbreviation DWV stand for? Uh, we have D D D D D. Everybody's right. Drain, waste, invent. No need for a tiebreaker. Congratulations, Rossosaurus Rex. Two weeks in a row. Good. Let's all wish him good luck as we sign off with Inside the Firm this week. First test Monday that he's going to crush. Piece of cake. Okay. Talk to you next week.